So how are you in a position where you can watch 15 minutes of Game of Thrones before you leave the house? When do you have to be in work? Nine. When do you get up? 20 past seven. Jesus. It seems fine. Let's me, like, get a shower and get breakfast. Jesus. Just do breakfast and work. It's much easier. But no, because then um, my life revolves around work and I'm not you. My life doesn't revolve around work. It's just that I start You s- No, that's not true. You spent... You know you did this. You spent Boxing Day working, not talking to anyone in your family. And yes. you know you did that. Yes, but that wasn't work. That was other outside work work. But it's still work. Like, yeah, I mean, it's what I do. Stops the voices from getting in. Boxing Day. Yeah, what the fuck else are you going to do in Boxing Day? Be with your family. You spent most of people. Boxing Day upstairs. I did not. That's not true. Sorry, no, just every other time I come home. That's fine. <laughs> I want to talk to you fucking idiots. You're... <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm addicted to my work. You're just a narcissist. Right, got you. No, because you make it worse because you sit in the room with them, purposely not talking to them. That's I'm at least out of the room, so I could, I could in theory not be there at all. You at least make it seem like you're there and I don't do anything. But that's how our family works, right? Is everyone's in their own thing yeah. until they have a conversation, then they have a conversation and you go back to your own thing. It's a healthier way to have it. That is true. I'd rather, I'd rather that than, like, us all sit in silence and with each other until somebody has something intelligent to say. This is the 26th of April 2016 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. And this is the new, I'd like to announce to everyone, this is the new, formally upgraded version of the Game Engine Start Podcast. You'll notice there'll be a slight higher audio quality. We're going to try and make the jokes a little bit higher, bro. <laughs> well, I've not done anything, like I don't get what you're getting yet. No. I'm still me and I've not got a new microphone. But it doesn't yet. matter because we're, we're still going to support the old podcast. Like, we're going to release two oh, and they're going to oh, exist next to each other. But this oh, one is just going to be... Oh, you're making a highbrow joke, right? I got it. <laughs> Do you I think... didn't expect this from you. No, okay. I'm trying I got it. I got I'm trying it, to be though. a little bit creative, you know. Like we're trying was... to approach with the new Game Engine Start Neo podcast, yeah, right? Neo. Where... <laughs> No, come on! You can't be subtle about it and then just call it fucking Neo. That doesn't... The thing is, for anyone who doesn't know about the news, that's... People are seriously confused right now. Yeah. Um, We'll get to that news, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get but, to that Because that, that was the big story and that might be the only thing we talk about because there's kind of shit all else. But that's some, that's some weird shit that happened over the past couple of weeks in, in terms yeah, of Yeah, it's been kind of bizarre and there's been a lot of bizarre conversations. And Yeah, and it'd be interesting yeah. to hear your opinion on it as a person who was about to get into the PS4 thing and then maybe not, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, so in terms of games for me, um, a couple of experimental things. Um, I or, or things I hadn't tried before. Did you just or, take a bunch of LSD and stare at a blank screen again? It's great. The graphics are amazing. I'm pretty sure that's how you came up with Flame Over. It's, li- it's like ten. <laughs> you think I made Flame Over? Is that what it is? I think you just had a little bit of LSD, and you're like, "What if it was like it's fucking the FTL, but you were like a firefighter with a huge <laughs> nose?" <laughs> you're like, "It's a good description of the thing." 
It's very good 10, description. 1080R is a hell of a resolution, by the way. It's great. 1080R? That's a thing. No, it's still it's the resolution you get when you take hardcore drugs. Oh, I don't take a bunch of acid. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. 1080R. Is that's when you see the eyes and the P's together? Yeah, they kind of merge together and it's like you're really there. VR yeah, like, is not. And this is like 1082. 1080, wow. 1080, wow. It's how they're advertising it. Here, that's 1080. My hands are so big. And that's. <laughs> And they're like in my face, but they're not. And yeah. Whoa. <laughs> we're like there, but we're not there at the same yeah, time. Again, this is getting back to the fact that neither of us have ever taken any drugs, so we're guessing it's what so it's like. Funny. I still find it incredibly funny. When we, what, when we talk about drugs, even though we've never actually done any of it. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. It's so stupid. But things that it's we have done. Thing. We haven't done hardcore drugs, but we have done hardcore video games, which are basically oh, come the same. On, that was shit. Shut up! I'm trying to segue. It's difficult. Um, so... I like rating your segues. <laughs> I know that's why you're here. It's the only reason I'm yeah. bringing you on here. I'm holding um, up a little placard that says 4.5 on it. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's yeah. See, that's okay. Then so... close brackets from the Russian judge. Close brackets from the Russian judge. Yeah. Um, video games. The I, I played a bit of Tharsis. Which is a kind of strange, strange game which I'm not quite ready to talk about yet. I need to get a little bit further into it. I might draft you into a video. About I, don't, it. I don't want to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. No, I said that it may be coming. It's a the, 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 the oh, set, that's that weird space thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a space. It's like a board game, but not a board game. That game seemed really cool when I so, saw it. We should we should do a video of that then because it's kind of hard yeah. to explain on here. But it's, it it's kind of cool, it, but it's also like brutally difficult punishingly, yeah punishingly difficult yeah, I mean, it, it's I mean, all based on dice rolls and stuff like that so it's yeah. so there's a degree of randomness but also like it seems massively unfair like I, I don't feel like I've got the thing yet like I don't yeah. feel like I'm succeeding yet so and anyway, we'll, we'll do something with that at some point um I was I played the Battleborn open beta which was something that I didn't expect oh yeah I didn't expect to like as much as I did so Battleborn is the gearbox Gearbox, yes, Gearbox. Yeah, Gearbox. Their third-person action MOBA thing. Is and it third-person? I thought it was first-person. Sorry, first-person, yes. Yeah. getting that confused with the first bunch of person other weird MOBAs. First-person shooter there. battle thing? Yeah, like battle it's MOBA. It's kind of a MOBA and kind of not really. So it's a MOBA in the terms of like the multiplayer modes, which is kind of appears to be... I can't tell what their focus is with this, this game, which is slightly confusing me. But their multiplayer stuff, which is the thing you would kind of expect in... And in all the advertising for this thing, I expected it to be just a MOBA-ass MOBA, right? And yeah. the, the initial multiplayer mode in that thing is a MOBA, right? It is, there are two lanes, there's only two lanes instead of three, and there are creep waves that go out, there are towers that get destroyed the way up until you get to the main tower, except the Do you, like, are... level up in level skills and yep, stuff Yep, like so you level up during the game, you have a character level uh, outside of the game, but in-game. Like, you start level one, you get experience, you farm resources to buy stuff at the shop... Um, or you don't buy stuff at shop, but you you kind of buy emplacements. So you can like buy a turret to help defend stuff, and you can buy like um, a health station that people will get health back as they go past it. Oh, that's weird. Stuff. Okay, sure. Um, but it's a mobile as mobile, really. Um, except the, the rather than towers, it's walking battle tanks that don't actually walk about that much. Yeah, they're kind of in areas. Um, but the other mode that's in it was the the one that I played the most of during the beta, which was um, Overload. No, God, Meltdown was the name of the mode. And Meltdown is slightly a slightly different take on MOBA, where 
The towers themselves are basically huge kind of sacrificial grinders that the creeps throw themselves into. Like, literally, they throw themselves into this grinder. Um, And you're basically trying to... The storyline justification for it is you're appeasing the metal gods. Of course Um, you are. So you get points by guiding your creeps literally into the grinders. And when you hit a certain point threshold, the grinders get further... Or those grinders switch off and further away grinders um, come up. Um, and then it's basically first to, I think it was 5,000 or something, wins. Um, I had a lot of fun playing that game, and I'm, it, I think it might just be the addition of it being real-time and the fact that like when I shoot a gun, it hits someone as I expect it to. Like There's still totally cool-down, uh, skills with cooldowns. There's well, still... yeah, it's you're you're more engaged because it's more of a shooter than it is a tactical game. Yeah, and there's like like you hit people and numbers pop off them. There's yeah, you've always been more into shooters, but it's like I've been I've been saying this to you for ages. It's like mobas aren't inherently bad video games. No, no, it, the the things that surround mobas are very bad. Yeah, but it... mobas themselves are actually pretty fun, and they get even more fun. If you like find people to play with, they become amazing. If you find people to play with, so the thing is like there's but defi- there are some things in the games that are shit. <laughs> so there's definitely like the thing that keeps me away from like things that do in league and all that kind of stuff is that there's such a high level of buy-in that you have to have. Like, like the amount of people that I've talked to about those kind of games, which is like you don't get good till 150 hours in. Yeah, like that's totally. about the time when you're like, I understand enough of these characters and I understand enough about how this game works that yes, it takes a couple hundred hours before you actually get decent enough at the game. Yeah, and I just don't, I don't have that kind of time to commit to a single game. Like I just don't, I don't, and yeah. also I don't have the interest. Right, that's the thing. But with some, with Battleborn appears to be kind of simplifying is the wrong word, but kind of like condensing that into like a into something you would slightly more recognise. So the, the the hero count isn't as high. And also, I think there's like 30 heroes in the box when you come out, but they're not all open at once. Like, seven of them are open at the start, and your character level will unlock the rest of the heroes as you go up. Sure. Um, and that kind of forces you to get good at the first seven, or kind of learn the ropes of the first seven. And, like, all of them have... I think this is a thing that Dota has as well, but, like, every character has, like, three descriptions of them, and they're, uh, three descript- like descriptive words about them. So one of them is, like... So one of them is like easy or complex. Oh like, right, to yeah, play. yeah, sure. Like, yeah, and Dota like, and League have both got that. Yeah, yeah and they're, they're, they don't use they don't seem to use the standard like they're not, they're not called tank. They're called like damage dealer or some like things you would recognize in that term. In that yeah, kind but of field. Every, everybody knows what a tank is. Like using the word but, tank isn't that bad. Like I know what that means, but like somebody coming into this like who's never touched an MMO before or any of those kind of games, like you don't get that thing. Sure. Okay. So there's there the fact that they're not pitching this at like, hey, if you like MOBAs, you'll like this. They're kind of easing people into it. Um and just something about the characters themselves and the writing in that game, it is a borderlands ass it's a gearbox game. Yeah, I was like, guessing because it's made by the people that made Borderlands. Yeah, so and there's one of the characters not like a fucking penguin in a robot suit. Toby is awesome. Toby is yeah. really cool. I didn't get a chance to play him. He's one of the higher level characters, but yeah, they're really really cool. Like one of them is one of them is like a like a punk girl who's got like an alien who's kind of like is almost like a protector that kind of grows out of her. That's the, the one of the melee characters. There's a guy called Oscar Mike who's just Halo dude. Um. And is like very military and and is pretty good with that. There's like your kind of forest elf person. The character they're they're really cool characters. The designs are really really awesome. Um, 
Yeah. And just the just the writing of like the the kind of inconsequential stuff, like the, the meltdown mode I was talking about, like when you get a bunch of like when you like progress one of the levels or you get the one of the towers gets a big in, influx of, of creatures, like the guy will the, the the metal tower will say what he's turning them into and it's like thank you for your sacrifice, we will turn them into three ring binders and you're like, Okay, yeah, that's pretty funny and it's yeah i i played enough of that where i didn't hear a repeat so they've obviously referred to that um it controls really well even as a shooter it controls really well the first you'd think with it for the people that made borderlands probably know how to make a pretty good jury you would think but the the melee the melee stuff is like melee in first person is difficult anyway oh yeah it's kind of it's even more difficult to have something that doesn't feel like you're just mashing the keys like i played one of the melee characters for a while and yeah, it just feels like you're just running at people just mashing R2. Like, there doesn't feel to be any skill to the actual melee attacks. Yeah. The skill appears to be the cooldown skill. The, the actual skills that are on cooldowns um, is how you really do your your thing. Um, yeah, it, it, it seems interesting. And So what are what is the Battleborn? Like, how does it get its name? The Battleborn, I don't know the story really behind it. Battleborn, like all of the characters are Battleborn. They are right. They are things. the Battleborn. Yeah, and it seems right. like there's there, and there, there seems to be factions within those groups. So there's like a PMC style faction, which is all the military guys, like Oscar Mike and all that kind of stuff. There's the kind of rebel guys who are, um, and there's like a bunch of factions in there. There was not a lot of kind of setup, or at least not any that was really kind of done there. But there's there's at least some kind of story tying this all together, which is the other half of this game, right? Where there's a full story mode in there, sure. Which I didn't know was a thing, but there are missions with dialogue and set pieces and, oh, and that kind of stuff. Good. Where uh, and they appear to be like four player co op from this from the start. So you're not going to get like kind of the slightly more robust objectives you get from like a Borderlands, where they're very much like go to next big combat arena, have combat arena, maybe like manage some buttons or levers or pressure pads while you're yeah. in combat and have some teamwork. But um, it's kind of like a... And everything feels like anytime you've got like a four-player co-op situation, like everything feels scaled up. So when you're playing it as a single-player thing, everything just feels huge and it feels like you're this tiny person in this huge world and it's, it yeah, doesn't yeah. quite feel right. But um, again, like there's some gearbox style writing in there where like you fight the the end of the the first level of the story you fight this big spider bot thing who believes he's an actual spider i get i think he's called greg i can't remember but like the main bad guy like says greg like um drops greg on you and greg believes he's an actual spider and is actually a robotic thing with a normal human voice and it's yeah it's weird in the same way the borderlands was weird and yeah. that kind of brings me in a little bit into it um it doesn't seem the story most stuff doesn't seem particularly great but the multiplayer seems pretty good but it's so it feels like they've put a story mode in there to justify the fact it's a full price game like if this is multiplayer only and it was 30 quid i'd be in probably at this point yeah but sure it seems like it's a full price thing i think i'm pretty sure it's a full price thing um and they've kind of tried to fill it out to, to warrant that and it just doesn't feel right like it might be a thing where you want to do with a bunch of friends but I'm never going to get four people together to play this thing oh, okay, sure. especially not on PS4 so it was cool it is that, that multiplayer is fun and I played much like that was basically my Sunday last week 
Yeah. And I expected to try it once and go, yeah, okay, sure, it's fine. But yeah. no, I was really into it. It was much like the other shooter that we both played. Yeah, uh, so we'll get to that in a sec. Um, so the other experiment I had over um, over, la- over the weekend was I finally got a chance to try PlayStation Now. So, play- so PlayStation Now is their PS3 game streaming thing. Yeah. So uh, everyone gets a seven-day free trial of PlayStation Now, and I, I kind of had nothing to do at one point in the weekend. I was like, I should try this thing and see what's there. And I was looking through like the selection of stuff that was that was available, and it's kind of weird selection. Like all the Lego games are there, but also like, but like none of the Uncharted games, and like like none of the stuff that you would. All the all the Lego games are there. That's really good because we really needed someone to play through all those. It's not yeah, like we get enough of that. Exactly, but it's like I'm I'm talking about like the kind of level of games that are on there right now. Yeah, like sure. There's some stuff in there, but like your big triple A's aren't there yet. And like Mortal Kombat, what was it? Pre- like Mortal Kombat Nine is in there Nine. and stuff like that. Um. So I, and I was mainly I was just kind of interested in technology where. So PlayStation Now is there is a fake or real PS3 setting somewhere that is spilling up these games and then streaming the video stream to your to your PS4 yeah or PS3 or Vita I think they all all support it right now and you're just playing it <laughs> as if it was in, installed on your machine that technology is kind of incredible like if you didn't tell me I that wasn't installed on my machine I would have believed it. Yeah, like the latency, so like very is, little lag, and the latency is so low that it feels weird, and it doesn't feel like a video stream either. So I, I basically I tried to pick games that would kind of break the system, right, just to really yeah. test the thing out. So I got the first one I tried was the PS3 local Roco game, which I didn't know was a thing, but I was think I was trying to think of ways to break this system, and I was like, okay, big box of car- color would break the the compression for the video stream, right. What was so, Loco Roco? So there was a Loco Roco game for PS... Uh, that was the one with the, the big yellow ball that on the PSP game originally. You would <laughs> oh, roll that you jump... Oh, okay, yeah, on the platformer thing. Yeah, so the PS3 one is slightly different. It's like a kind of... I don't even know how to describe it. But anyway, it's not important. It's not a particularly good game, yeah, but it was fine. Sure. It, was, it was for testing purposes. Um, totally solid. Never broke down. Looked incredible. Looked full res. Like, didn't see a problem tried the tales from tales from monkey island was one of the other games oh, that was cool. on there tried that as well like seems totally fine like it still has the performance that it would have in a ps3 like they haven't upped the performance or anything like that so it's definitely still running on that hardware or yeah. that emulated hardware but seems totally fine totally playable i got a trophy like they've oh, synced all that stuff true. in there as well that's pretty good so you um, got do you, do you have like overlays and stuff like that yep so you you hit the playstation button and it gives you a ps4 menu and from that menu you can either shut the game down or open a, P- or a restricted ps3 xbm uh, xmb thing and like all the pop-ups for trophies and stuff like that are the ps3 pop-ups like it's really weird like yeah you start the game up and it has like the ps3 signed in thing like signed in with your psn account it's yeah it's really seamless um, and it just it didn't feel like I was playing something that was streaming from somewhere else. Like That's it good. felt like it was it's good to know the latency and stuff like that is yeah. like solid. So I, so I tested the video compression. I tested like trophies and stuff like that, and that all seems to work. And I was like, okay, I need to break this thing with in terms of latency. And I had no idea. I was looking through the thing. And I was like, what the hell is going to be the thing that I want to do latency? And I was like, I could do Mortal Kombat, but like I'm fighting AI, and I was like, I'm not very good at like. But yeah, like fi- fingers are still a good metric because you need like. But also, I, w- I wouldn't know what was. Like, you would be a better person to tell me if latency was a problem or not. Like, I'm shit at those games regardless oh, okay, of latency. Sure, sure, sure. So it's like, yeah. okay, maybe that's not the good idea. So 
I randomly booted up NBA 2K14 because <laughs> that was <laughs> okay. one of the games that was there. And I was like, that game's all about basketball. Yeah, yeah, and like especially with the like the shooting in that game, they're it's all about timing, right? To get the shots yeah. in, right? I was like, okay, let's try this thing. Wouldn't tell it was streaming. It was oh wow, that's pretty, pretty incredible. It was it was kind of amazing actually. Like and like and, and the integration into your PS4 is pretty good as well. Where once you say you want to play a game, the game appears on your PS4 dashboard with a little PS Now logo as if it was like a game you'd bought or installed or right, like yeah. put a disc in. Like it sits there in your library until you choose to delete it. Um, it syncs cloud saves. It's got your progress is there. Like it's they've kind of done it with what they said they were going to do. Like yeah. the, thing, the thing that's letting it down now is the, the kind of game selection. It's not maybe where it needs to be. But like the technology. Oh yeah, but that, that's that's never going to be there until people actually like use the service, right? Like they're going to totally. put up like meddling stuff, right? Until they realize that people actually can use it and want to use it, and then they'll put the good yeah, things on. Totally. So, I, so I did my seven day free trial, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this for another month. I'm going to turn through some more of these games. It's like twelve sure. twelve ninety nine a month, I think it is for all, for unlimited access to all their stuff. Um. So yeah, it's I, I'm going to keep going and see if I can break the thing, but like. Like, I've got a pretty good internet connection, but even then, like, just the sheer physics of streaming a video stream and sending controller input back. Right, right. It feels That's, fine. Yeah, it's staggering, yeah. Um, also, as a side note, NBA 2K14 is a really fucking good game. Like, we, like, I sat with my fiance and we played, like, a number of games and it was pretty of fun. Basketball. Yeah, like, we cranked up the dunk slider and just, like, fucked about like, wait no, no 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 i can't tell if that's slang or if that's actually something that you did is there a slider that lets you do dunks so there there are if you want if you i can a, hear her laughing in the back if you have a if you have a thing for sliders right right you want to get one of the nba games because so I'm, I'm assuming there are a lot of sliders in those games every but, single part of that game every one of the rules and every one of the actions you can do has an accompanying slider which says how easy or difficult it is to do so oh, like, right, sure. For all like twelve types of shot that they define in that game, there is a zero to one hundred slider about how easy it is to do, and it, they all start at fifty. So initially, we're like, I need to test this for like technical stuff. So let's just crank all the shot stuff to hundred and fuck about for a while. Sure, and we did that, and it was great fun. Is hundred easy or hard? Sorry, hundred is the easiest, so it's like guaranteed right. to happen. So um, guaranteed dunks. Basically, like you, dunks. so, like you set the side the slider to hundred. Space dunks. jam up in this bitch. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it turns into like a fucking arcade game. It's ridiculous. Sweet. Um, so we cranked everything up. I was like, I just need to test this for latency. Let's just fuck about with this thing. Also, two player works totally as you expect it to. Like you switch on our controller, you log in, and you've got a second controller. Like that works as well. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Um, we jumped in. We cranked all the sliders up. We played a couple of games, and it was it, we played a game. It was like this is dumb, but then like. Once we got high, and we didn't even look up the controls. We're just like, let's just fucking get into this and fuck about. Um, once we got into it, we got in a game and I was like, we should probably try that again. And we played another game. And then once we did that, I was like, why don't we start turning the sliders down and make this Is like a not, proper game? Did, did you guys not think it was really fun because you're both actually mega competitive? And- oh, yes. But also like... We actually decided like we kind of wanted a challenge, and we just 
the only thing we left cranked up was the dunk slider. Like everything else was like, oh, yeah, that, you want you want killer dunks. Yeah, like, like if I get, if I get right into the net, I want to be able to dunk this thing. You want right. sweet hoops. Uh, but like, see when you crank all the sliders up, it's the funniest fucking thing because. So there's, uh, in the, uh, and I... I was still, gonna say, does that not mean that if you crack all the sliders up but dunks, does that not mean you're like armless children in the court, but if anyone gets anywhere near a hoop, they're fucking Michael Jordan, like, you don't slamma even, jamming it into the... You don't even need to be near the fucking hoop. Like, you know? no, so like, we cracked everything up, and I was sitting there, and she'd, she'd scored, and I, the guy under the, under the net grabbed the thing, and I meant to hit pass and accidentally hit shoot. And he just lobbed it from the other net and it just sailed <laughs> across the whole thing and swooshed straight through the net. And I'm like, Amazing. yeah, this is pretty fun. This is this is all right. Um, yeah, that game is really fun. I'm going to be playing more of that game. I might get into right. basketball games. They seem awesome. Fantastic. So when it, if you come up and visit, we might be playing some basketball just so you can see what this is like. Once oh yeah, I'm coming you, up this weekend. Yeah, so once you crank everything up... or. So we'll, it'll probably follow the same thing. We'll crank everything up, think this is hilarious, and then we'll be like, let's set this down again. Let's actually play a game. And then it's three hours later and you're still playing basketball. Um, so yeah, the, so the short answer is that technology works and I'm kind of astounded. Like, the short answer is the technology works, it's great, and basketball's fun. Basketball short games answer. might actually be fun. Like right. I'm eyeing 2K16 going, hmm, I wonder how cheap I can get that for now. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, oh no, you should... You should totally get the... I can't remember if it's 16 or 15, whichever one has the mode that's directed by Spike Lee. You should get that one. That's 2K16. play through it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I might, fuck, that mode's so it, dumb. It it's seems brilliant. like something I kind of want to see. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, but in terms of me, that's about all I've played on my own. Yes, yeah. I jumped briefly back into Destiny to try the new patch. It's like, hey that system's kind of like colored things yeah like the and the the i'm not going to talk about it like the changes they made seem trivial at best they've tweaked some numbers for drop rates and stuff like that and then the chroma system is kind of fucked up and also there is now totally just like a they are getting as close as they can get now to giving you like providing microtransactions for shit without making it like here's just the gun like here is just the high level gun you can pay for like they are on they are circling that so hard like the, the, the they've started selling boxes for silver which is their microtransaction currency yeah which are the boxes with the chroma stuff um that they've added with this patch and it's like a mass effect style random box yeah um and all of them are just like the kind of shitty armor that has chroma, which you need to infuse into stuff to get the chroma, but get the yeah, level sure, up. Sure. But like, they are like a hair's breadth away from just going. How about we just like like here's a five pound box and with a guaranteed exotic in it. Like they are inches away from that now. It's kind of scary and really depressing at the same time. Like the moment they do that, that game's done, as far as I can tell. Yeah, sure. Um. And the changes they made, like they 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 added a new high level matchmake prison ed, prison of elders, which I tried and just get fucking slaughtered in. Um, yeah, it's they were billing this as like here's our first big update of the year, and you're like, there's nothing here. Like mm-hmm. they've added some more loot and stuff, but just not interested. I was like, I, I like an hour, I put an hour and a half into it. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Like I'll come back in September when they do their next update, but there better be something in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was about it for me. Um, is there anything you did on your own? 
I've been playing. I'm nearly done with Baldur's Gate 1. I'm so close. Sure. Uh, what is a playthrough of that game at this point for you? Like 12 like hours? Like time-wise? Hours, like 30 hours? 20, maybe. Hmm. Um, okay. I got a, I got a really... Uh, interesting point in that game where I just kind of I'm playing through it super super casually and just kind of let my brain take over in regards to just like playing that game and naturally found that I'm slipping into the really broken builds in that game oh, really? uh, like just completely on instinct like the, the character you'll remember the character the first character you get in the game Emowyn yes. you know the, the lady archer woman yes, yes. Uh, is also naturally a really good mage because her int's really high so you, the broken build that you would do for Emowyn was get her to level 6 Thief. Right. And then dual class her into Mage, because then she could end the game by being a level 7 Mage, 6 Thief, which would give her access to both her Mage and her Thief skills, mm-hmm. which meant you could then pile on all the dumb, um, like, wizard manipulation effects, self-manipulation effects from second edition, like invisibility and mirror image and all that sort of stuff uh, on top of her, which meant she could walk into fights completely invisible, not have enemies notice her, backstab someone for times four damage with twin magic short swords that meant they would basically kill anything in one hit, not break invisibility, run out, do it again if it does break invisibility you cast mirror image and blur on yourself so that the enemies have a i think it's a 90 percent chance to miss run back to your team the diagro you do it again so you, you end up with this completely broken character that you could do it it's amazing and i did that naturally like with did not mean to do it at all but instinctively when she got to level six thief i instantly hit the dual class button and went oh shit i'm doing this again and didn't even notice it was weird so do you like think, like, up. with stuff like that, where this is a known thing, yeah. like, would you class that as a bug that needs fixed, or is that no, just that's, the system? No, that's, that's in the system. That's in second edition Dungeons & Dragons. That's just how that game is played. So it's not even you just can like... Totally, you can totally do it not dual classing her. She's a very good thief just without dual classing. It's but, just that her int is I mean, so naturally high. What I mean is, like, is that a... Like, could you do that in, like, pen and paper Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, and, like, totally. Be, the, rule, okay. the rules for the rules for invisibility and mirror image and all that sort of stuff are exactly the same in second edition. You can't do it now because fifth edition's way better at like sure. not allowing you to do totally broken shit. Sure. Like for example, even the most recent like three point five is notorious. Like Dungeons and Dragons players now, I'm going to go on a tangent in the Dungeons and Dragons here. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons players now are split into the people that play fifth edition and the people that still play three point five because fifth, fifth edition is the new one that is like really solid, really easy to understand and lets you do both really good roleplay storytelling but also do combat really easily and really well. Mm. So people can still feel like they're doing something while going through a story. Right. 3.5, on the other hand, is for the real, like, grinders who just want, like, combat and want to focus on their builds and it's more about, like, beating the encounter. What was what was Baldur's Gate? Was that 3.5? Baldur's Gate was 2. Oh, so that was, okay. Yeah. Neverwinter Nights was two five, I think. Right. Okay. Neverwinter Nights two is three, I think. But yeah, three five is the one that like the hardcores play. Right. Uh, because like you can do really broken shit in that game where like warlock, you can build a specific way with warlocks that means that they, the way the warlocks cast spells like evocations, so they like just kind of do it naturally because of their demonic power. Mm-hmm. And 
in 3.5 you can channel that into like weapons and you can channel it into natural weapons and it basically ends up you can end up with like a level 10 warlock who has wolverine claws that span for seven feet and can cut through buildings Jesus. Okay. yeah like that and can like but also that guy can like teleport 30 feet in any direction and fly so it's like that's the kind of thing you can do in 3.5 and that's why people still play 3.5 because they were like my old flatmate ross who was like a mental 3.5 player like he's played 3.5 for years yeah his current 3.5 character is a person who is he's like a necromancer and at will can summon uh it's like a 40 and a 40 foot radius can turn on a 40 foot radius that anything of a lower level than him will die in that radius so you can walk into a room and do a thing and instantly kill everybody but that doesn't sound fun no, but you're, that's not good for encounters because obviously the DM knows that as so they're only going right. to fight people that are higher level than them. Sure. But it does mean you can get into really weird social situations where you could be in, like, say, a town full of people that hate you and he just kind of goes, okay, you're all dead. And that's, that's just what right. he does. So it's, more, so it's more useful out of combat. Yeah. Narratively so than it kill, was. He could threaten to kill. And, like, he, the, the, the radius also, like, causes... He can also turn on radiuses that, like, cause people to basically curl up into the fetal position at will and like the death cloud that you can drop also resurrects them so you can like kill an entire town and then res them as zombies Jeez. for a zombie arm like that's the sort of shit you can do in 3.5 okay it's fair enough glorious to sit and watch it's fantastic but it's broken as shit it's that's why fifth edition's better yeah sure so okay. that's the sort of thing you can do in Baldur's gate and i just kind of naturally did this and didn't think about it and was just found myself doing it and now Emma Wynn's completely fucking unstoppable in my game. I suppose it's, it's kind of difficult for when you're based on a system like that that is kind of outside of video games to do patches, right? Because you can't patch broken systems oh, like, that exist. You're, you're not, you're not going to patch that, especially because it's a game from like 1985 and people play it in really specific so ways. The, like yeah. you, you wouldn't patch that game. Like, like you can't win like, if you patch that thing no. right? because like you're either going to piss off players, like old players who are used to the game, or 3.5 players who are used to the rules, and... Yeah, yeah. You, you can't, like, there's no point in patching that. It's... Yeah, kind of. It, but, um... So, yeah, Ballers gets still a fantastic cool. video game. I still really sure. enjoy it. So, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to finishing it and then getting into the brand new expansion, so that should yeah. be fun. Uh... The, the, oh, we both played Doom, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um... The other one I played on my own was Vermintide, the Warhammer... Oh, yes, I remember you said you Warhammer bought that. Warhammer End yeah. Vermintide it's the left for dead game. warhammer right yeah it's the it's the next game by the left for dead people set in the warhammer fantasy universe when you um, say left for dead people it's not actually left for dead it's not valve right it's no it's it's um what are they me- called again members of the left for dead fat team. shark yeah like fat yes. shark is the thing that was made up by x left for dead people dead i think people. yep yeah um yeah so they made another left for dead game but it's set in the warhammer fantasy universe uh in the city of uberstrich because good name, good name. uh is Warhammer Fantasy is filled with that sort German, of like kind of Germanic Empire style yep. thing, uh, and yeah, it's it's exactly that. It's a Left 4 Dead game, but it's like instead of fighting zombies, you're fighting Skaven, Skaven. who are like the little bat people. Yeah, um, but yeah, they've got their they've got their um, their like boomer equivalents and tank equivalents and like. Oh, really? Have they even gone that in, far? Yeah, they've even gone that far. Where it's like, but but it's not like. It, it makes a bit more sense in this universe because, like, in the zombie thing, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, these are just kind of slightly differently mutated zombies, whereas in this universe, it's, like, specialized Skaven. Yeah, sure. 
there's like people it's like scaven with the poison guns that let you like shoot the poison gas around what would be the boomers so that makes a lot of sense and like the slightly tougher guys are just guys wearing armor so that sure. makes more sense makes sense um so the main difference about this is whereas left for dead was a uh, like it was all about kind of like defensive you would like stay in places and shoot until everybody was gone and then move on this is very active because you have to use melee combat right um because every every person's got a ranged weapon and a melee weapon, but ranged weapons have like very limited ammo, unless you're right. playing like the the two villains are. There's like an elf who has a bow and arrow, obviously, mm-hmm. who has a lot of arrows because it's an elf, and mm-hmm. they have to use bows and arrows. And the bright wizard who summons fire everywhere, which is like that the the, the typical Warhammer fantasy thing of the guy with the red coat and the oh yeah the yeah, yeah. cape the on his head, yep, yeah the you. bright wizard. But his really cool thing, I play Bright Wizard, uh, his really cool thing is because it's based on Warhammer and magic is uh, all about like chaos and chance and all that sort of stuff in that yeah. universe. Uh, <clears throat> if you keep using magic, then the winds of magic take over and you fucking explode and yeah. die. That so right. That's it's, familiar. It's great because like you, as you're like casting spells, so you can like cast really quick little fireballs or big fireball or an AoE and stuff like that. The wind, you can actually start hearing the winds of magic. So there's like a lot of wind and like weird whispers start appearing in your headset. Uh, And then eventually there's like a bar that fills up as you use magic. And when it gets to the very top, it just starts like shrieking at you. And then your character like just like illuminates and runs around all crazy and then explodes. It's great. I vaguely remember those rules have been in the 40k rule or the the Warhammer rules for a while. Like I remember the psychers from 40k used to. Do 40k had with. the the chaos mess table or whatever it was called. The chaos no, the like, psychers. Any, like yeah, like even the Space Marine psychers, like they would have. Yeah, they would, something similar. Well, yeah, because that was all based on the warp, and like sometimes yeah, it was, it was like warp, your will, your will isn't strong enough to handle the warp, so you just go insane. Yeah, they and just lose it yeah. and. Yeah, that's like, that's oh. kind of how it works. Yeah, but in this case, it's just like, nah, you've used too much magic, so magic turned on you and you explode. That's pretty. Funny. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, and so there's the elf, there's a bright wizard, there's the the empire guard who's just like big guy, big armor. He's got oh, like yeah, a empire. yes, big sword, blunderbuss, your big paladin. mustache. Yeah, your paladin type. There's a dwarf who's got a little hammer, uh, and there's the witch slayer. If you remember oh, what yes. Witch Slayers look like, I remember that. Like yes. guys with the big hats and the overcoats. Yep. Uh, he, your Bloodborne his, characters. Your Bloodborne characters, basically. So he's got his like sword and his pistols that, he, that are the typical thing of a witch hunter. But um, my favorite thing about him is the alternate fire for the pistols is he pulls out two pistols and like just goes to town, basically. Right. But like if you look at the guy while he's doing it, he's like firing the pistol and then just dropping it behind him and oh, pulling out another. Yeah, he's just, like, firing pistols. But he can do it for as much time as he has bullets. It's not like old pirates where they had, like, a bracer and would, like, fire and drop it and then pull something out of a bracer where they'd have, like, six pistols. This guy's got, like, 30 pistols. So that just keep you just can't see. So he just keeps drawing pistols, like, magically out of his body. <laughs> okay, that's like pretty good. Like some fucking gun wizard. It's amazing. That's great. So yeah, so he just, like, drops the... And the, the best thing about it is the pistol uh, model like stays on the ground for a little bit so oh, if the guy cool. if the guy's like doing it while walking forward he's leaving this trail of broken guns behind him it's <laughs> fantastic like watching a witch playing a witch hunter is really fun but watching a witch hunter just kind of walk down the street like magically producing guns and throwing them on the ground is great that's great um 
but yeah, it's it's really fun. It's because it's uh, melee based. You get into a lot more like hairy situations where you're getting surrounded by rats. Sure. So you, like thought of that where you have blocks that can like totally stop damage, but the way you would do it is it's like Left 4 Dead where you can like push them off you, but mm-hmm. the push also acts as kind of like an interrupt. So sure. if they like go for a big swing, you can push them to stagger them and then like repost your weapon. So it's like it's not just you were talking about Battleborn how the like melee weapons feel really weak and flimsy. This like feels like when you're hitting something, it feels like you're hitting it with the weight that you like if you hit someone with a big sword, you fucking like destroy them with this massive right. sword. You feel it. Like that, I got that's, a, that's the thing that's missing from a lot of melee combat is the, the kind of weight behind it. Like yeah, nothing like, feels like, like you've got it's, weight. It's mainly I think to do with the animation because yes, like oh, totally. the, yes. the, what I found was I got a weapon for my bright wizard that was just like a mace instead of a sword. And the first hit on the mace is just like straight down. So you're like bringing it down on this rat's head. And if you get one of the weaker rats, when you hit them from an overhead strike, it hits their head and their body just kind of collapses downwards right. as if they'd just been hit in the head by a mace. Right. So you feel like you're actually whacking this rat into the ground. And sure. you're like, okay, so you feel like the, the weapon has weight and feels like it works like it should. So, so it what, feels really good to use. What's the narrative reason for all these different factions coming together to fight the Skaven? Well, they're, it, it's all Empire. Like, the dwarfs and the witch hunters are all Empire. Oh, it's just sure. like the Skaven yeah, okay. have appeared in Uberstreek and are completely trying to take over the place. So the sure. Empire are retaliating by, like, sending in these, like, this bright wizard and this, this witch hunter who magically produces guns. Uh, no, yeah, no, it, it's, really, it's really, really fun. Like, I'm enjoying it. I've not played... I've played, like, five maps of it or something like that. Right. We were, we were trying to, like, burn through it, but then one of my friends went off to America, so we can't play it anymore. Sure. Um, there's a really cool scenario in it where uh, you... It's like you go back to a pub at the start of like missions and you get like a little narrative thing of like, here's what we're doing. Where it's like, oh, the, the Skaven are trying to cut off supplies for food. So we're going to go get the last of the food from the market and all that sort of stuff. Sure. There's one that's just like, we need the help of this crazy wizard in town, but his tower is really, really dangerous and we're all scared. So you guys go do it. Um, so you turn up to this wizard tower and he's, if you know anything about magic and Warhammer, he's a gray wizard, which is all about like, mind magic so you get into his tower and it turns all like uh wonderland where it's like the roof is the ceiling and like oh weird the like things start coming in from weird angles and there's like skaven running across the roof instead of on the ground oh that's cool okay and it's really really cool and there was one moment where uh we got out of part of the tower and into this courtyard and i just like was like on voice chat with my friends and just casually kind of said christ everything's on fire and they were like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, look oh. around you, like, all the trees are on fire and, like, the city's on fire and stuff like that. It's like, the, the, uh, the other guy who was playing an elf was like, no, I'm just in, like, a garden. Like, it's all right here. There's fellow Skaven, but it's, like, garden. And the other guy who was playing the witch hunter was like, I'm not in a garden, but it's not on fire. Like, it's just kind of dead trees and stuff. So we were all seeing different things. That's we realized cool. this that was a really nice touch, and it must have just been based on the character we were playing, because it's like totally. Bright Wizard must be covered yeah. in fire or whatever. Makes sense. But it was like, yeah, this really cool little thing. But yeah, okay. it's a really, really fun game, so I'm excited to play more of it. Yeah, I might have to, might have to look at that. since fun. I'd really miss Left 4 Dead. Like, I had so much fun with Left 4 Dead. Yeah, if you, if you really yeah. enjoy Left 4 Dead, then this game will work great for you. Especially if you like Left 4 Dead 2 because of all the melee weapons. This sure. game will, like, this game will have you sorted. And you cool. get to play Magic Gun Wizards, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other thing we played together was, or not together, but at the same time, was um, the Doom beta. 
Doom open beta, yeah. Doom multiplayer open beta, which yep. is this is the new Doom that's coming. When is that? Is that Soon. Like August. Soon. I'll oh, very question mark. But it was just like a multiplayer only um, kind of deathmatch. May thirteenth. Ah, there you go. Uh, Christ, that is soon. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I wasn't impressed. Like, no, me neither. <laughs> um, like it ran pretty well. Like, so I was playing on PS4, and you were playing on PC. Obviously, yeah. soon. Um, yeah. it ran pretty well, and it ran at a reasonably kind of yeah, steady frame rate and all that kind of stuff. Ran well for me. It looks nice. It like, does look nice all right. Game. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't. Yeah, the main problem I had with it was like they're trying to do. It's like they're trying to do the be- the best of both worlds, where they're they're pulling in the old style of shooter where everything's really really fast and it's based on like armor and running around the map really really quickly and controlling yep. like different objectives and all that stuff, which was really cool. Like deathmatch shooters like UT, like we cut teeth on UTE. yeah, yeah, totally. Like we cut our teeth on UTE, we played Quake and all that sort of stuff, so we were used to it. Uh, Those kind of games also, that are all about. Like spawn point control and like knowing yeah, where spawn the weapons control, come and get, all get, that stuff. getting the rocket launcher, all that sort of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you win the UT if you get the rocket launcher. Um, but yeah, so the, they've got that, but then they also paired it with the new the new shooter thing of like it's all based on uh, like loadouts and loadouts like and perks weird, and weird perks and which I. To me, anyway, those two don't really go together. Nope, not like, at all. The, the old style of shooter worked the way it did because it became... Like, if you watch professional like Quake or something like that, it's like the two players are basically playing ballet with one another. They're running across like predetermined routes because they know they have control over these objectives. And then when they encounter one another, that's when the combat happens. Yeah. But then they go back to these predetermined routes. And, and that they, makes know, they know the timing because, of when the big thing yeah, spawn. They know when head- to be... Yeah, exactly. They've got timers in their heads and they know where they need to be. And it's just, But it's just this game about zone control, which makes it really easy. The other, Whereas newer shooters are just about get in, kill the guys, get the points, 360 no scopes, all it's that about, sort of it's stuff. It's about knowing the map, but in a very different way, where it's yeah. like, you know where the choke points are, you know where... And you know, you know where, like having your, like knowing your own loadout and yeah. you know, min-maxing that to whatever and you're putting playing. putting those two things together doesn't really work, in my mind. Because not in, you, not then, in this game. All then you're doing is running around really quickly and not accomplishing a whole lot, because like you're, you're, familiar, you're familiar with your own weapons... But it gets really stale after a while. What was interesting about UT was like running around and being able to find the cool new weapons to like yep. try out different stuff. And this you don't really get that because the, the territory control stuff for for like UT and that kind of stuff it created really interesting dynamics where like you knew the flat cannon was going to spawn and instantly it draws three people towards that area, right? And then you end up yeah. with this weird kind of trying to deny people access to it while still getting it yourself and all this like. That was the core of what they made these these shooters fun. It's not. It feels like they kind of missed the point where, like, you look at stuff yeah. like UT and you look at Doom and uh, Quake and all this kind of stuff, and they've looked at it and gone, "Oh, the thing that people liked about this was the speed." And it's like, well, yes, but also, I did, no. you did, I did like running really quickly in those games, but that's yeah. not why I liked it. It's... Yeah, and like, there's weird things like mantling, and there's like, uh, there's melee attacks, like uh, executions. Yeah. The execute the execution things made no sense to me nope. because that's in a game where. You're you're doing the loadout things. So you want people to use their own weapons, but then you give everybody like an instant kill button. That's 
doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. Grenade, like offhand grenades, and you're just yeah. like, eh. and then like having a rocket launcher that doesn't one hit people if you get them. Like that, that just feels makes wrong. No fucking sense to me in a Doom that game. Feels so How wrong. when I hit someone square in the head with a rocket launcher, are they not dead? Yeah, that doesn't make takes, any sense. It takes two direct rockets to kill people. It is faster yeah. to kill someone with a plasma rifle than it is with a rocket launcher. It's faster to kill someone with a shotgun. Yes, because totally. you run up to them. Because gamers in this generation understand that shotguns are the best. So you yes. run up to them and you hit them with a shotgun and they're dead. That's not how it you should don't, be. You don't even have to run up to them. Like those things have got some range on them. Like they're, yeah. they're kind of scary. Those and it's just it feels like it feels all over the place. It feels like it's been pulled in like seven different directions. Like it feels like they wanted to make a Doom game. They wanted to make an arena shooter, but then somebody said, "Ah, oh, we need to give it legs. So let's have an XP system." And it's like, "Well, we've got an XP system, so we need to have unlocks." And it's like, okay, why would we do unlocks and arena share? Let's give it loadout. It just feels like a bunch of decisions that went wrong yeah. and they kind of spiraled out of control. Um, so the, the one kind of unique thing about it is the Revenant, oh, sorry, the demon stuff in there. Yeah, where the there's basically part. like, there's a demon power up, which is like a quad damage, which turns you into one of the, it appears to be, it appears to be selectable in the full game where you'll be able to choose which uh, demon you become. But yeah. in the beta, it was the Revenant, uh, who's the, the skeletal dude with the rocket launcher shoulder, shoulder pads. Um, and that's the other side of the coin where it's like that thing is a one hit kill like if you get someone with a rocket like it instantly just it instantly kills them and it becomes super powerful yeah. so again they've got some of that territory control where you like once you get the revenant you're you're basically guaranteed to get 10-15 points or 10-15 kills but yeah. they don't do the thing where they force people to know when it appears like there's a 10 second countdown that happens before that thing that goes to everyone in the map and it shows on the map where this thing is. And it's just like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose where like, you know, you know it's coming and you know it's important and everyone knows where it is. So everyone runs there. But you've kind of lost the skill factor of it. I don't know. It just, it just feels like a kind of wasted opportunity. Yeah. And I'm, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. I am interested in the single player for that game. Yes. In the way that like, I want to- I want to tear demons legs off and then beat them over the head with it because that seems like fun. I want, to, I want to see what a Doom game is in 2016. Like, yeah. how, What do you take that franchise and how? what do you do with it in a world where like modern shooters exist? Like, if, I mean, if, if, the multi, if the multiplayer is any uh, indication, it, they've, they've grabbed the wrong bits from it. Yeah. So like, if they're going to have like Call of Duty style set pieces in this thing, don't care. Like, I want... I want one of two things. I either want like lots of enemies on screen that I have to, a screen that I have to manage the horde, or like kind of like kite around the place and really kind of like circle well, safe and do that. Yeah. Or I want Doom Three style horror. That's those are the, the two things I want. One of each. Either will be fine with me, but the, I don't think the, I'm going to get either. The demo from E3. No, the demo from E3. I can't have a lot, but say the demo from E3 made it look like it would be the former. Where it was kind of like big environments where there are lots of enemies that you have to sit and manage. Like yeah. that was what it looked like to me. Yeah, totally. But, wait, just... I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out in May, I guess. But yeah, and I'm interested to see how reviews happen for that. I just yeah. I don't know what that game is, and that the the multiplayer didn't leave me with a bunch of confidence in it, to be honest. But hey, we'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. I also had completely forgotten that there was a that keys for that beta came out with the original Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, did they really? So you, the because that was that was the Starbreeze one, right? Not Starbreeze. Was it Starbreeze that did that game? Yes, yes, yes. I think so. Yes. Um, 
But yes, so that game shipped with codes for the Doom multiplayer beta, and that game was like what, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, That's, I uh, forgot that was the thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like you say, it's just around the corner, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Also, like the the customization of the armor. Did you? I don't know if you missed any of that. Yeah, in the that was weird. Um, it's bizarre. And I he looks, he looks like Halo Man, and it's just, ugh, it feels weird. It feels really, really weird. Don't like. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so before we jump into news, I believe you have a you have a, a music interlude yeah. that you can introduce to us. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite bands is the like chip tune. I guess you'd call them pop punk, but like mm. more rock thing is uh, Anna Managuchi. Sure. Is an amazing band. Uh, their first, their first album, which I'm now can't remember the name. Power Supply, Power Supply is one of the best albums I think I've ever heard. It's still one of my favorite albums. Uh, we went to go see them live. Yeah, they were spectacular. They were incredible live, um, and they did a soundtrack to a video game. They did the soundtrack to Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game. Oh, yes, yes, sir. Uh, and that was a very, very good soundtrack. And it was just, a, it's just an excuse to basically let you listen to all to some Anna Managuchi. <laughs> sure. Um, most people from this soundtrack would pick Another Winter because that's the song that everybody's heard and is actually really, really good. Uh, oh, that's I'm, not the one I would have picked. I'll try to no, you'd pick like Maki or something or Shane Bros. Shane Bros was the one, yes. Yeah, Shane Bros is really good. I'm not picking either of them. Okay. Uh, I'm picking the song from The Cheap Shop because it was, it's been a really, really nice few days in uh, the city. I live like sun shining and really, really warm. Uh, and this song kind of suits that perfectly so I'm going to pick Cheap Shop from the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World soundtrack cool uh, so if you check the post you can you can get links for where to go get it uh, go buy it um, can you still buy that game? I'm assuming you can yeah probably, I assume so hmm, I'm sure. I don't know, let's have a look <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so check the post to, for links so you can get that um, and we'll be back right after this Cheap shot from Scott Pilgrim vs. World the Game. Uh, yeah, I just really like that song. I actually listened to that quite. It's a pretty good album. Um, yeah, it's a very good soundtrack. Uh, I, don't, I actually don't think you could get the game anymore, which is really sad because it's actually really fun. Oh, really? Um, oh, that's yeah. disappointing. I, I think it. it's just because it was like whole licensing deal thing oh, and just yeah, fell apart. Of course, it must be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. I think you'd probably be able to get the soundtrack if nothing else, but it's. Sure. Yeah. Um, so in terms of news, we're probably just going to do the big story because we're kind of running a little bit over, but it's a big story. So I just probably... want to say before we get to the big story, yeah. uh, some idiot hacked the Persona 5 website oh, and yeah. said, it, said it was coming out for PC. And I had, me and my Persona friends, we have like a group chat on Facebook, uh, fucking flipped out over it. And then 20 minutes later, they put up a thing that said, haha, let's fix your SQL. And we all got really, really sad. I am... <laughs> 
I, it was really funny to watch forums when that happened. It was yeah. hilarious. Um, we had like a genuine discussion about it. I was like, oh, well, they, there, there's no way in hell they would do it. But then like Japan have started to put stuff on the PC now. Like they've done Dragon's Dogma and like Deadly Premonition and stuff. They're starting to understand that maybe <laughs> they might do it. And it was weird, of, but we got really, really excited, and then we got shattered. One of my favorite things is for like real hardcore fans of anything is how they can basically like mold anything to match yeah, what true. they want. It's yeah. like, well, like there's zero chance of this happening, but like, well, like maybe if this situation, this situation, it might happen, and this might be real. And all. yeah, no, it's never gonna happen. But speaking of things that are happening, the yes. rumored well. Not confirmed yet, but all but confirmed. All but, but. confirmed. So we talked um, last episode, the episode before, about um, the potential upgrades, the PS4K as it was known at the time, but an incremental upgrade to the PS4 that was happening. Yes. Four, three years after, the, when did the original one? The original PS4? Three <laughs> no years. No fucking idea. Somewhere, yeah. about three years ago came out. Um, and Giant Bomb broke the story that they got, um, the... They got a bunch of developer documentation for what has been referred to as the PlayStation Neo, PS4 Neo. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it is, uh, it's, they had a bunch of developer details, so some tech specs and things like that were in it. There's a bunch of detail in here that's kind of interesting. Like there's the, the tech specs themselves are, are, it is an upgrade. How much of an upgrade is still debatable. Um, there are, like, the, the cores are, are clocked higher. I was going to say, is it not like the same constituent parts? Everything's just got a higher clock speed? Is that I mean, not so what yeah, a lot of the rumours... And again, none of this is 100% confirmed, but yeah. like with the amount of sources that were corroborating this stuff, this is basically true at this point. But sure. they obviously haven't officially confirmed it, but be, people are basically taking this at fact at the moment. Um, a lot of it is kind of um, just evolutions in technology up to this point, so... If I can get techie for a second, um, a, a bunch of the chip manufacturers are on the verge of announcing bigger things. So Intel announced one of their, their big new chipsets. Um, AMD are rumoured to be doing some... Uh, sorry, yes, it is AMD, are announcing something big soon, as are NVIDIA. But one of the big things that's happening through it, most chips and manufacturers, is they're, what naturally happens is that they move to smaller um, fabrication sizes. So yes. 14 nanometer chips is the new big thing. What does and that mean? It bit so like the smaller you make your transistors, the more transistors you can fit on a chip. So they're um, more powerful, but with so the more less powerful. space. Yes, yeah, so you, you've got a limited right. amount of space to work with, and you've got a limited amount of space, a limited amount of heat capacity you can take. And if you can scale down your transistors, um, you can fit more transistors on the same silicon and work right. there. Got you. Um, so the, the, there's the same number of cores, but they're clocked higher. There's more compute units in the GPU, which appear to be clocked higher as well. Mm-hmm. And the memory is slightly higher um, throughput, so but the same amount of memory. Um, so everything's just slightly faster. Everything's basically. slightly tweaked and like taking in slightly newer technology. But the, right. the um, go read Digital Foundry's article on it. I know you're not particularly you think they're hilarious, but like actually they did a pretty. Oh, like, I I really appreciate those guys for what they do. I can't understand a fucking word of it. No, but, so, but I the, really appreciate those guys for what they do. They are heroes. Their take breakdown of this is actually pretty good and, and quite easy to read, but it's basically like the the GPU. If it is what the rumors are, it's not even a nine eighty equivalent, really. Oh, really? God, okay. It's slightly less than that. Like it's still better than what's there right now, but it's not like top. What is top of the line or like top of the line yeah, amateur like, right now? Yeah, the the nine eighty is like the high the high grade like 
whole consumer species. Yes. Yeah. Like it's you're like, not like there are people who have like twin fucking titans or whatever. Yeah, but that's so like not, titans like, are titans are the crazy people cards right now. Yeah, these are like the high end normal consumer cards. That yeah, you can get. like this is this is if you had a lot like a decent amount of money to spend on a computer, you get yourself an NA. Yeah, it's, like I went out to buy a new graphics card three months ago and looked at the nine eighties and went fuck this and bought a nine seventy. Like it's just not. Yeah, it's it's high end stuff, but not the highest of ends, and it's not even that. So how much how much is a nine eighty Ti right now? Fuck, it's like six hundred quid. Six hundred quid, yeah, that's about what I saw it as. Um, okay. So yeah, so the other thing, so this is the the, the place. The Neo is the code name for this thing. Um, the interesting thing, so the interesting thing for me is not really the tech side of it. It's all of the policy stuff that they've added um, around this. So this being developer documentation, they talk a lot about what your game will have to support to support the Neo. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of stuff in there that is kind of surprising into the detail they've gone into with it. So there's stuff like, okay, so obviously this thing is going to output in 4K for the latest batch of 4K TVs that are coming out. Um, they're going to be upscaled to 4K, but one of the requirements they're putting in is that the frame buffer for all these games has to be 1080p mm-hmm. um, to be upscaled. That is a requirement for any new games. Yeah. Um stuff like that. They but that's one of the big differences. A lot of the stuff that they've put in there is to make sure there's parity between the Neo and the base PS4. So stuff like um they explicitly say it will exist alongside the current PS4 using the same environment. So the PSN uh, you'll it'll be the same PSN account, you'll be able to download the same games, they'll be able to cross exist between the two. There's stuff in there that you can't have special Neo um, hoppers for multiplayer stuff. You can't segregate the user base. Yeah, there was a lot of talk of this, like, what does it mean for, like, games if you split the the uh, hardware? Yeah. And they spent a lot of time just kind of going, like, we're making sure that you actually can't do that. If you offer a mode that's on Neo that is multiplayer, it also has to be available on the base. Yeah. Like, so game... They- the, the only difference in terms of uh, multiplayer is local stuff where they said yes. you, could, you could theoretically do two-player co-op on the base and four-player co-op on the Neo, um, but nothing online. They have to be, There has to be parity. Um, zero mention of VR, which kind of surprised me. I assumed VR was going to be like the breakout box that is coming with PlayStation VR would be built into this. There was zero mention of that. Yeah. Um, but there was a there was a mention of you cannot well, have, th- you cannot have they said, they've said they said for PlayStation VR that it will run on a base PS4 right so, you know so yes they'll run a PS on a base but yeah. why assume but they've not that said that if the Neo would boost have it or that what? Hard, no yeah. they, they haven't said if that breakout box like there's a separate box that comes with PlayStation VR that, oh yeah 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 that sure splits the HDMI signal and does some processing um, of the, the video stream doesn't actually add any processing power. Um, yeah. the assumption was that was going to be built in but there's no mention of that <coughs> sorry that came in nowhere um, but they said that obviously they did say something specific about peripherals where you can't have a new specific peripheral either Yeah. so they spend a lot of this time talking about the, the, the parity stuff about like what you can and cannot do or mm. sort of basically what you can't do as a new game that you would expect um, and also the other thing is that there's not going to be Neo-specific games. Everything has to have a base yeah, and yeah. Neo mode. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, they appear to all be coming on the same disc. I was going to say, it doesn't... Did, does it say specifically that when your game off... Or 
specifically that your game has to offer a Neo mode and a base mode, does the Neo mode have to be on disc or can that be like a 50 gig patch or whatever? From what I could tell, the explicit thing, the only explicit thing I said was they cannot have a, a game that down, that is Neo and requires a patch to be base. They didn't say anything about the other They didn't say around. about a base game that has to patch to be Neo. And the right. reason for that, actually segueing into this, um, which was the other interesting part of this, is that they have said that um, starting in... So this is quoting directly from the, the Giant Bomb article. Oh, sorry, my throat's very dry for some reason. Um, starting in October, every PS4 game is required to ship with a base mode and a Neo mode. So that's starting October this year. Yeah, so, they get the, so does that mean that people are assuming that's when it's going to launch, roughly? No, what, they're, what I assume they're doing is prepping to have a launch lineup for your Neo, right? And right, okay, having sure. a launch lineup that they can show at E3 and say like, <clears throat> I doubt there's going to be any split screen like here's it running on Neo and here's it running on the shit one. Like, oh, that's right. not going <laughs> to yeah. happen. Well, they definitely won't say that. But yeah, no, sure. No, but there's there's no reason for them to do that. They no, um, they, they will but, not at at a point try and already split their player base by going like here's what the new one offers. That yeah. like like if, if we make the assumption that it's going to launch holiday this year, sure. Then, I would say that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. Then they need to have a bunch of games in place by that point that to be able true, to say, yes. "Here's why you would buy your Neo because yeah, because then Uncharted you get to have the, you get to have the line of, and you have this entire back catalog to go and play when you buy your new Neo in December because we've been putting out games for three months since then." Yeah, and it's, so what are the are there are there confirmed big releases for PS4 around about October that we knew about that now we'll now have to have a Neo mode. Uh, I mean, there's a like bunch Uncharted stuff that, and all that sort of stuff's way before October. That's, so it's yeah, not, that's next month. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's probably a bunch of stuff that is undated that will probably yeah. I was going to say then. E3 would be the announcement stuff, right? Um, like E3 would be when they go, "This game's out in October, and we'll have Neo mode." Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. Like every PS4 game. So regardless of whether you're targeting no, that, PS4 like, or not, you need to they, have that. E3 is already when they do announcements of like, "This is what we've got in our holiday lineup," but now they'll do this. Is what we've got in our holiday lineup, it'll all work with the new console. It's, so the only way I can see this happening in a way that's that. From now till E3, there's going to be a huge speculation on how they message this, right? Because they yes. are going to piss people off regardless of how they spin this thing. And now that, now that again, a lot of people come back to this, but again, because the Xbox One debacle happened, every major game publisher and like big console maker is very careful about the words that they use on a public stage when they announce anything. Yep. Because it fucked Microsoft really, really hard. Especially, so especially with the amount careful. of especially with the minute work that Sony've put into kind of winning hearts and minds since the PS4 yeah, came out. They are, they are back on top. PlayStation is a powerful brand again. It's not happened since the PS2. So they don't want to screw this. Like, they really and don't want to screw it. There's, there's not a lot of way they can do this without screwing people. Like, if they, yeah. manage, if they come out of E3 and everyone is happy, I will be astounded. Oh, like, like, no, you've, no. you've already got the people who don't, follow this stuff as closely and haven't been following it yeah. for the last month who last week went out and bought a PS4 right and you're and like and said what the fuck it's, <clears> and yeah. then to, and then in a couple of months time they read the New York Times and it's like Sony announces PlayStation 4.5 or whatever the fuck they're going to call it yeah they, they they read the paper the day after the week after E3 and are like here's all the news from E3 and one yep. of them is Sony has this new console yeah but then, and you're like, do you think, but do those people get confused and say 
So is this a PS5 or is it? So that's, you, this is what they have to do. They have to message this correctly, which is what we've been yeah. saying since day one. They need to not do a. They need to not do a Wii U and say, "Oh, this is an expansion for the current PlayStation, right?" It's like, yeah. No, this is a totally new thing. It's a new console. They need to not. They need to not lose the people who bought in day one. They need to not. They need to. They need to make this thing seem worth it for people to go out and buy it. Yes, basically me. They need to sell it to me. Because I was going to go buy a PS4, and then luckily well, I, I, they, I'm in the thing enough. But they don't need to sell it to you, because you're going to buy a I PS4, guess. and if you turn out that the PS4 you get now is better than the one you were going to get before, like that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, sure, that's fair enough, yeah. <coughs> what they need to sell it to is... They, they need to sell it... They, they actually need to sell it to people who already have a PS4, right? Because they're, they're the two markets, right? They need to sell it to people who already have it and comfort them that their thing is not going to be useless... And they need to sell it to the day one buyers who are going to go out and buy it. They're, they're, they're your iPhone every year crowds, right? Yeah, sure. The guys who are going to buy the new stuff because it's new. Yeah. Those are the two people you need to sell it to. And you can't win both of them. No, or, you're never going to win that fight. Yeah. So how, how they do this, I have no idea. It's um, going to be an interesting E3, that's for sure. Totally. But. Um, so there's stuff in there about... So obviously the new, the new versions of games has to be... Like we said, they have to output 1080p. They have to have a better frame rate than the base one. So, which I think, which is a weird thing out the out the thing where you're like, of course they would have to. But wait, that's a rule. Is yes. it has to have a better? They frame have rate. to have a better frame rate than the base wow. ones, which means they yeah. can't use that power to just turn up the effects. Yeah, they can't crank the, cl- the yeah. graphics. They have to make it run and better. To be fair, that's good, I guess. Depending on how, like, when the silicon actually comes out and people test this thing. The ability, the, the 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 sheer fact that they have to output this thing at native 1080p might just yeah. swallow all the power from the start. Like that might be it. Sure. Yeah. Because not nothing runs at 1080p native right now, or very no. few things run at 1080p native yeah. right now. They run at smaller frame buffers and are upscaled. So if you do, if if the mandate is that everything has to natively come out at 1080p, that might swallow all of those extra CPU cycles and graphics yeah. cards. Think that that may be it. Um. And it creates a bunch of interesting new problems for Sony where you're like, okay, so search suddenly becomes double the difficulty because you yeah. have to certify a base mode, a neo mode. Um, how do you support? How do you bug fix stuff that's in one but not other? Yeah. How do you ship a game like that? Yeah, that like, was the, that, that was in part of like, I don't know, it wasn't like a press release or something, but I remember hearing someone talk about it and they were saying like, uh, if a game is... If I get if the the neo version is bugged, can you revert to using the base version? And I think so the thing no. was said no. They yeah. said people with neo consoles cannot switch it to base mode if there's a bug. That is not allowed. Um. Yeah, it's it that that was a weird one. Um. So you could so if you want to play like positive looking at this, right? PS4s yeah. and Xbox Ones are basically PCs at this point. They're running their X86, X64, X86. They are just PCs in a closed ecosystem, right? So you look at a, your average PC release of a game, yeah. your graphics screens are filled with checkboxes and dropdowns and all this kind of stuff to like tweak everything, right? In the best case scenario, you build for PC and then you have a setup for... You have all this open for PC... And then you tweak until you get it running on base. You tweak the settings until you run it on Neo, and that's it, right? It's the same assets, the same game. You're just tweak, literally tweaking the settings you would be tweaking on PC. Sure, right. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario 
is you end up with the new 3DS problem where the mandate is it has to run on both, but the definition of runnable on the original 3DS is terrible kind of like yeah. um, what was it was it a dynasty warriors game that came out recently it was it was hyrule warriors hyrule warriors yes sorry yeah. so it was a dynasty out. warriors game yeah yeah so it came out in the original 3ds and it's basically theoretically came out on 3ds but it's basically unplayable um and there's no mandate for that it just has to have both modes and have the meet the neo uh, the neo mode has to meet some of these restrictions so there's as far as I can tell from reading this stuff, there's nothing stopping the base mode from running at 20 frames a second. Yeah. And the Neo mode being the one they're actually putting the effort into. Which which is theoretically possible, but why would you do that when you have a 30 million PS4 install base at this point? Yeah, like that, you don't want to leave the people that have already given you all this good grace out in the cold. Like, that's but, like a yeah, dumb and, idea. Yeah, and it's 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 that weird situation when you're when you're launching something like this, where you, you if you're a game developer and you look at like, okay, so this thing has to be there. Like, I don't get a choice. If I want to publish on PS4, I have to include this Neo mode. So yeah, like what does that? What do you think? Are developers kind of worried now of like them having to go? We now have to make our game the run. The scuttlebutt appears to be that developers are not happy about this because yeah, I'm sure. they suddenly have to have two SKUs for the same theoretically the same system with different hardware, which breaks the console promise of like it's a closed box, you know what's in it. Yeah. You don't get it. There are two different boxes that you now have to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're running the same OS technically, but at a hardware level and considering how close to the metal a lot of games get, you're yeah, like that that change in hardware is gonna be a gonna be a factor, right? Like you talk you you listen to um the Naughty Dog guys talking about like the Uncharted games of PS3. Yeah. Like the, their engine for those Uncharted games was so specific to the PS3 architecture, they were working at such an incredibly low level because they could, because they knew exactly what Yeah, they, they were exactly the yeah, they they had been working with it for so long that they understood exactly what that was. Which console is why those do. games looked so good compared yes. to other PS3 games at the time. So you imagine like a company like that looking at this thing going, Well, like we can't do this twice. Like there's no way. So we need now we need to yeah. pick one. And are we gonna pick the one that will let us have more creative freedom, theoretically, with this extra capacity, or do we go for the one that actually people have a bunch of and then again, does that matter? Because your average consumer who doesn't read Digital Foundry, who doesn't read Kotaku, who doesn't read Polygon, who are not going to get the thing that comes out and says, I mean, yeah, this runs on PS4, but it runs like ass. Like, yeah. like more ass than they, they currently do. Um, like, how are they going to know this? They're just going to get games that kind of don't behave particularly well. Like... What, Everyone is asking questions and everyone needs to work this out. And it's going to be one of those things that is it's a real kind of knife edge they're on right now where this could balls. Oh, this is dangerous territory. This is yeah. super dangerous. Um, and we've talked before about the only model in consumer electronics that is doing this is mobile phones, right? That is yes. the only thing where you're like, and like your, your iPhones, like people who buy iPhones are, sorry, the hardcores that buy iPhones. I'm trying to be very specific here. The yes. hardcores that buy iPhones every year, they're... Like, they're going to do that because the iPhone is more of just a technical... It's not a gadget. It's a style thing. It's a prestige thing. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. And Apple have created this ecosystem and this kind of mystique around the product line where people will buy that every year because they're an Apple product. And people will buy MacBooks every two years when they refresh them. And a new iPad every two years. Because of the brand around that. 
Nobody has done this with consoles before. No, Nobody this is Uncharted territory. Oh, so, sorry, console. no, that's a lie. Nintendo have been doing this for a while. But a, li- a little bit, but like you're more willing to forgive what they're doing because it's like a mobile platform. Like just slightly more understandable usually. for that. Yeah. But like desktop consoles, like this is the thing. Like if they had if this rumor had started or if this had been their plan at launch, I might not have a PS4. The, and or I would definitely have not had a PS4 at launch day because the yes. the, the thing about that is like barring like technical malfunctions or manufacturing issues or all this kind of stuff, the PS4 you get on day one is going to be the same day, the same PS4 that you get when you put it away and the PS5 yeah. comes out. That is the promise that there's always been. Yes. And then, but it was that, an unwritten promise, and now that's starting to get changed. Sorry, yes, it's the way it's always been, right? Yes. Now, now they're saying, well, how about we do this every three years instead of every five or six. Yes. And suddenly you start having But even to then, do math. it's not really pushing it because, like, it's not so much uh, like con- you. You can't say it's like a console generation. It's not like a. It's not like a ten-year or five-year turnaround like you would expect. It's not like going PS2, PS3, PS3, PS4. Yeah. It's like we're doing this in little increments. But then what does it? But then it, now with this sort of thing, what does PS5 even mean at yeah, this point? Exactly. Like. Does that does that mean anything anymore, or is it just going to be another? Do they just start calling it the PlayStation and then yep, just and release so, different variants on it? Is so it- either that, or they start they start again to go back to the iPhone thing. They start using so this is the PlayStation Four S, right? Yeah, and but then what? But, but like the this is the point about like Apple have huge events for their iPhones and stuff like that. But when they go from like a five S to a six, it's not that much difference. No, it's, especially nowadays. Like they're the, yeah. again, the, the, the smartphone market has been plateauing for a while, right? Like oh, there's yeah, no totally innovation fair. there anymore. Like, so yeah, you have to, but then putting, so then putting the number <sighs> by calling something a PS five, it's, it's less of an event than it normally would be. It's, but maybe like, but maybe this is a generational thing, right? Where we grew up with the jump from PS one to PS two to PS three yeah. being noticeable, right? Now you look at uh, 13, 14, 15 year olds now who are used to seeing like the iPhone iterations being marginal, right? And you're like, yeah, well, sure. this is just how it works, right? Like one of these comes out every two years, and maybe buy one every four. Like maybe this is just a thing that they are they are taking ideas from spaces that we're not familiar with or subscribe to and moving it into a space that we are familiar with and it naturally produces fear, right? Yeah. That's the way it works. But... Shimon's fear of the unknown. Totally. And this is the most unknown. And for me, like, when I was thinking about this, it's like, once this becomes a thing, and it is a thing, right? This is going to be their A3. It's it's probably going to be their A3, yeah. You start having, and if you are even remotely technically literate, um, and you care about this stuff, if you're listening to this podcast or you're reading your katakas, your polygons, yeah. you, you're familiar with technology, you start having to do maths where if I want to keep if I want to if I want to keep at the edge of this thing, where does the graph cross where I'm just like, I'm gonna go buy a PC? Like that's the Yeah, point. The, this is the main you, point if, is if this if this becomes the way of uh console gaming, which the the argument to this would be like there are people who actually just don't care and want to just sit on their couch, put in a disc and play the game. Totally. And that's, and that's fine. valid. That's but totally valid. The people that care are gonna see it, you're absolutely right, are gonna see it and be like, Well, I I could do this upgrade for three hundred quid or whatever, or I could not, 
keep the console I'm doing, and then next year I've got six hundred pounds to build a PC with. Exactly, which so, will last me way longer than one of these new consoles, and totally. will be better for longer as well. If we like, ta- if we take a guess that it's three year iterations, three four yeah. year iterations, I'm going to spend six hundred pound in f- six years. Yes, and I'm going to spend maybe seven hundred on a PC over that time. Yeah, and it's going to look better, play better, and play ninety percent of the same games. Yes. Like you're, you're, you're buying, and also, and also play games that consoles just fucking can't play. Yeah, like totally. It's, yeah. Resolutions they can't handle. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, and you also get access to experimental stuff. You get access to all the new VR tech, which is only going to get better on PC. Yeah. Like that's that becomes the ecosystem that you have to start to look at, right? At which point, why you what? Again, people will want consoles for simplicity and for like I just need to be able to put in a disc and guarantee that. But then, what is this new system, right? You're not going to get that anymore. Where now, people who are used to, well, I bought a PS4, so I'm going to run PS4 games forever, now have to have the think of, well, there's this new one that supposedly runs it better. Do I, like, if I put this disc in and play it on my base and it runs bad, does it run bad because it's a bad game? Does it run bad because I didn't spend the extra 300 to get the upgrades? Like, it starts bringing questions that people are not used to. And that Sony better have a good answer for, right? And all that's going to happen is that it's going to come out in reviews. If people care about reviews, they're going to say, "Hey, this game runs, but it doesn't run as well on the base." And here's how much you're going to see. You're going to see split reviews, which you're already seeing for like console and PC. But now you're going to see console PC and console console, yeah. which is weird. Like you're going to see two PS4 scores for stuff, and you're like, "Well, like you're already seeing it for some of the like Hyrule Warriors and stuff like that." People are are marking down specific versions of a game. Yeah. It's a really weird situation. It's a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre time. And the other thing that you have to consider is, okay, so what happens if you are one of those people who bought PS4 two weeks ago, right? Yeah. The smart thing, if you want to stay with the hearts and mind things, is you say, like, if you bought a PS4 in the last six months, here's an upgrade path for 50 quid, right? That's sure. not going to happen. I'm, no, because I'm, then they have to go through the whole how the fuck do you prove that and like yeah, exactly. Like that's yeah. a nightmare. Like send us a screenshot of your fucking receipt. Like so that's the thing. Like, when I you st- bought it with the date and time on it. So I uh, still have my PS4 receipt. Like I kept that because I assumed there were going to be manufacturer problems. It's in my box of documents, right? Sure. It's still there. So who do? You, so, but okay, so then you've got an upgrade path, right? So it's like okay, if you bought one in the last three months, we'll work something out. Here's your upgrade path. But then people are like, well, I was a day one buyer. Like, I'm I'm hardcore Sony fanboy, right? I'm not, but I'm being that person. I'm sorry, I've got yeah. the wrong voice. Let me try that again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Sony PS4. There you like, go. Fan. There you go. That guy, your NeoGAFs. No, that's, that's sorry, NeoGAFer. Four chans. Bad. Your four chans. There you go. Scums of the earth. Um, they're like, well, I bought day one and I'm a hardcore Sony fanboy. Why aren't you looking after me? I'm the guys that make you. you I deserve better. I'm entitled and a whiny asshole, right? Do you extend it to them as well? Like, I would quite like that. Like, if I could get a needle for 50 quid, yeah, I would totally I would do that. Like, that seems fair. Like, I'm not going to buy one now. Like, there's no way I'm going to buy a needle. But if you could offer me one for a trade-in for 50 quid, yeah, I'd probably do that. Like, yeah. it's not that Why much. Why wouldn't you? That's not... Yeah. Again, that ain't going to happen. Like, there's no way that with a 30 million PS4 install base, that thing sold, what, like a million in the first week? Like, that, yeah. if you even if you send it to, like, week one purchasers, you're going to take a million PS4s back and then 
give out your for for 50 quid or for like a fraction of your price your new models that's not going to happen like it's just not so yeah they have a battle on how they message this thing it is going to be super interesting to see this and then what will be interesting is we now have a reverse of what happened at the E3 where Sony did their used game thing right where Microsoft went first as they always do because the they got really unlucky timing on their showed the problem, like said, no, this thing's happening. This is how it's happening. We're not backing down on this. Here's our games, and that's fine. And then PS4 went, well, fuck that, and yeah. explicitly called them out and stabbed them. In Boom! The throat, right? out apart, yeah. So Jack Trent got to do his mic drop. So um, Microsoft probably are now asking themselves some hard questions, right? Do we? start talking about our version of this which was rumoured to exist or like alluded to or they were considering and all this kind of stuff or do they just back the fuck away from this let Sony take the brunt of it like I if I was Microsoft strategist I would totally stay away from it I think I would not even talk because I want to see the fallout from what happened because the only reason that it worked for Sony I'm this will not come out until a book is written about the underground Sony planning committee or whatever. Sure. I'm willing to bet there were people on Monday afternoon that were like, fuck, we need to write something for Jack. And they wrote that thing really, really quickly and Jack memorized it and he said it and knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Which Microsoft don't get to do because they go first. So at this point, they just need to kind of do, do the show that they were going to do. Just talk about their games talk about whatever it is they've got to talk about and then step down and let Sony either blow up their own bridge or walk across it and then have them follow it's they get like and the way that Phil Spencer was talking about their Xbox revision it seemed like it was something they were talking about and maybe started development on right this sounds like it's coming like this sounds like there are dev kits in the hands of developers yeah this sounds like this is happening this year so if you're Microsoft you stand there and go We've been th- talking about this and we might be starting to like develop this thing. We're taking a step back and watching how this all unfolds. And if, like we're not going anywhere near this thing. Like It would not surprise me if the Microsoft press conference has a big dig at Sony for this thing. Because they know this is happening. This is probably the best news that Microsoft have had in a while. Like I'm not, I don't want to play into the whole kind of console war nonsense. Yeah, right? sure, sure. But as two, corporate, as two businesses that are main competitors of each other this news coming out all but confirming this news is happening allows microsoft to prep yes totally say this is probably going to happen so we can write our stuff and this gives them time which is powerful they can do their thing that says and all of these xbox games will be playable on your xbox guaranteed and you're like the the kind of subtle digs that sony were doing or the not so subtle digs that sony were doing no they use game stuff right we guarantee all our games will run out of the box except for the ones that don't because they were badly made because or the like the five games that are coming out now like that kind of stuff um i don't know like this could do well for microsoft this could just like they might not care they might be playing their own game now which sounds like what they're doing yeah who knows um but yeah, this is this is fascinating. Like the fact that this what came out, a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, and like the, the, to, to, to cap this off, the biggest thing out of all of this is this happened on the eighteenth, which was last what last Monday. We could we could go today. So, uh, yeah, 
nothing has come out from Sony yet. They've nope. not said a word, and this is only making it worse for them. They've not even given the classic we don't comment <laughs> on speculation. Like, no, they, they, they've, they, they've that. said that. Like, they've oh, said, have like, they? We, we oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. We don't um, comment on speculation, but they've not, like, nothing else. Yeah, it's... like, this is... And, like, when they originally talked about this stuff and the rumours started coming out, that's the point where they should have said something. It's now out of their hands. Yep. They, this is gone now. This is speculation town... And with what, like a month and a bit away from e, from E three, like, yeah, what do you do? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, we need to, we need to, yeah, we need to see what's going to happen because this is seven gonna, weeks from E three. Yeah, okay. something like that. Um, so that was the big news. There's not really a lot else in there. Um, no. that's that's worth talking about. Microsoft have discontinued the six days. They're not building anymore, which is about which Jocker. makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, Mirror's Edge has slipped again just slightly so it's now June 7th and June 9th for Europe for that yeah the, the stuff out of the, the beta from PS4 so pretty rough. just so you know looking at my calendar again it is now Mirror's Edge E3 No Man's Sky like in when is Mirror's Edge? the 9th 9th? yeah so it's Friday yeah. the 9th or Thursday so this is uh, in June it's 9th of June yep. Mirror's Edge Yep. So you get then that Monday is E3. Four. So you get four days of that. No. Two days of that. When is E3 again? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. So it's the Monday. Is so, but it's, it but something's happening on the Sunday, so it's the twelfth. Yes. So you so get so. three days of that, then E3, then No Man's Sky comes out. No Man's Sky the following Tuesday. Yeah. Right. It's a hell of a, a hell of a month. Um. Yeah. There's some stuff about the Ken Levine directing a pilot for uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, they confirmed. They confirmed when that Chrono Trigger game that I am set soon. Oh game, yes, that had a date. I didn't write that down. That had a date, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I'll look it up. Um, we'll save it till next time because there are two big stories: where the the Alex and John stuff and the the Grand Theft Auto lawsuit. Which yeah, we'll talk about we'll, that later. The Grand Theft Auto one will be next. Next one. The other weird one I saw as well, just because I don't understand. Just speaking of technical things, I don't understand. So Sega are launching a, a uh, so Sega Europe are launching a Sega Genesis themed hub like a, a kind of a Sega Genesis game room style thing on Steam. Right, sure. Coming to Steam on April twenty eighth. Um, it will be free, and you'll buy the games as sure. you did with Game Room, the yeah. Xbox thing. The weirdest thing about all of this is that they have announced that this thing will have Steam Workshop support. Well, that's weird. Why? Yeah, exactly. So the quote from them, this is from the Polygon article. Um, Every Sega Genesis game on Steam, quote, will now feature Steam Workshop support allowing you to share modified versions of your favourite retro Sega titles. That's the quote. Okay. So the fuck does that mean? I don't even know what that is. So the only way I can see that working is that the games they are shipping are basically just ROMs. And people can do the same ROM hacks they did on them before and then can ship those ROM hacks back into the workshop and do that. Which is kind of insane if that's the thing. Like, that's awesome if that's the way that works. But I can't see that's how this works. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But um, Gold Axe, Revenge of Shinobi, Fantasy Star 2, and Streets of Rage are some of the original games. Yeah. So that's about it. Um, yeah, the other stuff we can talk about next time. Um, sure. We spent a long time on the, on the new stuff, just because it, it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, so next couple of weeks, what is happening with you? Just nothing. Wondering. I don't know. <laughs> nothing. 
yeah, we, so we're meeting up at the weekend, so there might be some stuff coming out of that. We'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. Um, in terms of games, not much, really. That Star Fox game is coming out. <laughs> we're not going to play it. It's... No, but that game sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds like a really old Star Fox game that was put out in 2016. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just looking at this stuff, there's not much really coming out that I can see. Yeah. Um, yeah, Battle Barn's not till May, so that's a bit of the next big thing. Um, oh, the other thing I meant to say in the games, I've, I've restarted XCOM for the third time. I'm now playing through of course, it easy, yeah. just so I can yeah. see the end of that fucking game. Sure. Um game's not easy particularly on easy it's just not like, really yeah. you just hit more often but everything else you still get fucking wiped with yeah if you're not careful so yeah sure. we'll see. um but yes until then oh god can i do this with a dry throat let's see go for it <clears throat> until then gameengineStart.com oh god, is that the website awful. <clears throat> let's try that again uh, gameinstart.com is the website where you'll find all our articles, videos and this podcast will be there we are on Twitter and Facebook if you search Game Start, you'll find us on there um, youtube.com slash Start is our YouTube page you can go there and you'll see any videos we put up usually a day before they hit the main site you should check out our Flame Over video that went up last week I think it came out very well yeah cool uh, podcast.gameinstart.com is the email address and that's us We'll be back in two weeks. Until then, enjoy your gaming, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.